but having that definitive thing. And like I said, typically our lives reinforce that you start and end work this at this time, you start and end school at this time. And there's a very uh, linear way of looking at things on a daily basis. And you're just kind of reminded of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And if I put in this much time, I'll earn this amount of money. Um, and then I can do X, Y, and Z. And there's a lot of planning that goes into that. And, um, and we're very strict about how we do specific things. We've robbed ourselves of that freedom. I think it, just as, as a human, as humans, and we've did it to ourselves. And it, you know, that's why I mean, that's why I think it's so important for self-discovery. I think it's so important to know thyself and educate yourself yourself um and go about things on your own hero's journey um i think that is what we need to do um for your own soul i i i believe that deeply Here we are. All right. How are you? I hope you're well. Who knows what happens between when I record these and when you listen. At this rate, probably a lot of things. So I hope you're well. Hope you're taking care of yourself. Hope you're feeling able. And if you're not, Maybe listening to this will be part of shifting that. I know Jimmy Lee would like that for sure. In fact, it kind of fits in perfectly with the name of his show, Rotated Views. And you're going to hear all about that. <clears throat> so I met Jimmy Lee because Adi, a friend of mine, who you've hopefully listened to on this show and just know because she's really, really worth knowing, um, as well as her husband, Mike. She introduced us and Jimmy Lee had me on his show, Rotated Views, and we had such a good time. It was obvious. Well, let's let's do the uh, the opposite. Let's switch roles. So we were able to do that, and it was simple, relatively short, but so damn to the point. <laughs> so, so straightforward. So easy. And I'm going to give you his bio right away because it's so straightforward as well. You can read it on um, his Instagram page as well. Again, I, uh, that's Rotated Views and also Jimmy Lee Velez. God's son, family man, proud American, all love, faith, hard work, gratitude. Creator of also blessed life, as I've already mentioned, rotated views, blessed life. Pretty great guy. <laughs> so thank you, Adi. I'm grateful for knowing him. I'm feeling the gratitude. And I think you will too. Even if some, and I'm not assuming anything here, but even if any, any of those little characteristics um, catalyze any particular kind of meaning or response or reaction for you, you're going to like him. You're gonna like him a lot. I wish this is one where I really wish we had the video because you um and maybe we will. Maybe we're gonna get to that pretty soon. But I really wish you had the video and you could see his just absolutely happy, <laughs> happy Buddha-like face <clears throat> and happy Buddha-like demeanor. And you're gonna hear all about that soon. Where you're gonna hear him and you can imagine a smiling happy buddha if you will or whatever you want to imagine go look him up and then imagine it i am only going to mention two more things in this intro i promise one is as i as i mentioned uh in mildred's episode the patreon so joe and joe montone and i just launched this and alex the three of us have been putting our brains together so to speak and it's not that complicated but we wanted to do things correctly and and we're very we're kind of structured in a lot of ways so it's ready patreon is ready 
And in Joe's own words, this was from March 25th, so (laughs) it may not be a Friday when you're hearing this. Happy, beautiful Friday, y'all. Again, Joe's words. We are one week away, which means you may be already aware of the Patreon by the time you're hearing this, from the launch of our brand new Koru Real Wellness Patreon. Monthly benefits will include, at the very least, discounts on Koru events slash courses plus membership. Movement Matters podcast bonus material, words of wisdom, and of course, swag. Apparently those beginner mind hats are the most popular item, I think. So we're going to be getting more of those in different colors, FYI. Patreon's mission is, in their, in their own words, to fund the creative class. As Koru is ever unfurling, and we that's a reference to the fern if you didn't know that, We invite you to come along and grow with us on this creative journey. Thanks for writing that, Joe. And thank you in advance for your interest in our creative journey. (laughs) You're part of it and we're part of yours. That's called co-creation, I believe. And it's a damn good thing. And that's what Jimmy and I are about. And I hope you enjoy. Thank you in advance for listening. And I'm not going to say anything else. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. I think you're going to get it. I think that's a good feel for the conversation. I think you're going to know. You, yeah, you're probably ready to go. Enjoy. And thank you. So I have my smoothie. You were about to mention being hungry, I guess, as well. Yeah, no, just, I got home and my wife's already, um, I guess she was putting something in the crock pot and it smelled amazing when I walked in. <laughs> Ooh, do so, you know what it is? No, I didn't ask. I like to be surprised. Um, and then I also don't want to ruin it for her because she kind of, it kind of, she gets excited about it. So she likes surprising you. Yeah. Okay, good. What's her name? Kelly. Kelly, right. Kelly. Cool, cool, cool. And I know you got to pick up the kid. All th- I didn't catch the so ages. I, so you're only picking up two sons. Um, Cade, who's three, he's at home hanging out with my wife uh, during the day. And James, who's eight in second grade. Wonderful. And that's who you're picking up. Yes. Cool. <clears throat> you know what I just realized about your backdrop and why it's clearly not a real <laughs> is because this hat is enormous on your head. <laughs> this hat here is enormous. Can you see it well enough that it looks it's it's just a little too big to be a real hat? A tad. Yeah. 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 If, if you're actually looking at it, I mean, it's, you know, there'd be a sizable head uh, to, to be wearing that hat. Yeah. And you have a normal sized head. You don't have a small <laughs> head. That's for sure. It's a bit, a big hat. That reminds me of that whole, did you ever watch, I think it was the late nineties. We're about the same age, right? 35. Uh, 85. I'm 35. I'm not 85. I joke that I'm 85, but I'm actually 35. I was not <laughs> born and I wasn't born in 85 either. <laughs> But I, I'm born in 86. Yeah. But I certainly sometimes think of myself as an 85 year old man. Yeah. That's, that (laughs) is true. Yeah. I was born 85. Got it. So you're same enough. You're, we're similar enough in age, obviously, that you would remember Celebrity Jeopardy and the late Norm MacDonald playing Burt Reynolds. And and it's funny because it's, uh, it's a big hat. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) There we go. That was my, Norm Macdonald doing Burt Reynolds' impression on Celebrity Jeopardy, which those were great. Those were timeless. Did you watch those yeah. back on SNL for a little bit? It's you know what's funny that you just mentioned like something from the '90s and hats. For whatever reason, I was driving uh, in to work today, and I thought of this old cartoon. Um, I don't know if it's still around, but there was a cartoon called Hey Arnold, yeah. and. Hey, Ar- and Arnold has like a football shaped head with a tiny hat. So it's complete opposite of what we we're just talking about. He has an enormous sized head with a really tiny red hat. Um, like but I Nick- just Nickelodeon, I think, right? Yes. Oh. That was classic. And I dreamt, dreamt a lot about having um, Arnold's bedroom when I was a kid because he had um, it was like the top floor. I, I want to say it was the attic or maybe third floor. It was part of like this apartment complex or this apartment building in, in New York, I believe. And his, his roof was almost like, um, 
it was made, it was all windows. It, it almost had like that greenhouse effect. Um, and I just thought it was the coolest thing because he would lay in bed and stare at the stars. I just thought, what, what a cool bedroom that is. And and still today, I mean, if you think about it, that's a cool bedroom. <laughs> Very much so. And Not actually, a- <clears throat> I didn't expect to have something so easily brought up that could connect with like wellness or movement uh, and that's not even necessarily something i was going to try to bring up but the idea of sleeping under the stars is very attractive for so many reasons uh especially yeah. if you're not freezing it's a great it's a great thing to do or for that matter too hot i'd love to sleep under the stars as often as possible oh my gosh so so my brothers and i were um talking earlier about um starting to go camping now my growing up my father would take my brothers the older ones camping uh with like this specific group of folks and that kind of just you know faded away and i never truly got the chance to go camping with my dad and recently we were just talking about um you know starting to go camping again um we're trying to get into this whole overlanding uh thing with the cars and being more in tune with nature and funny funny that we were just talking about uh, my wife and I were talking about grounding and while she has the kids during the day you know obviously with nice weather right was to make sure we take the boys out back barefoot and walk around um and it's so interesting that this is all coming up as you said this is all very natural this is a basic conversation I'm having one was with my wife and I'm we're talking about the benefits of grounding and then the other one was with my brothers uh, about camping and being in tune with nature, being more in tune with nature. And we're trying, I want to go back to that. Right. And so we set up weekend trips, but I want it to be more of a lifestyle. This is more of a normal thing that my kids are used to. Um, uh, but anyway, so, so what, what, what do you, what can you tell me more about grounding so I can convince, uh, uh, the folks around me about it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, are your brothers kind of con- like resisting it? No, or they they're, so- they're, like, they're all okay. in. Well, I'm curious how you even first heard of it because it's the term grounding isn't something necessarily important, but the idea of putting your feet on your actual skin on the earth does, yeah, really matter to me for sure. But is this pretty new for you all and the whole the whole gang? Um, so this me and my wife separately, Mm. uh, apparently we're doing our own research and somehow (laughs) tagged each other on two different things that had to do with grounding but for myself um i have a very um high intense job so i'm always looking for ways to neutralize um just various natural ways anyway um and so that came up in my research to you know grounding and obviously Mm. meditating a huge one um but there's other forms or other things we could do and that just came out, just being in tune, and, and in general, being in tune with uh, nature more so. Well, I'll use this as a segue to get more into who you are and what I think blessed means. But I'll, because you asked, yeah. I'll take a moment and just, I'll introduce it the way that I guess I would normally with anyone. And that is to say, I think there are two uh, you approaches to um, thinking of the attraction of grounding. The one is purely just, you could say, postural or skeletal, and that um, goes all the way back to this Danish woman who invented something called, she was a Danish yoga teacher, actually. She invented what was very popular, I think more in like the hippie era, called earth shoes. And the idea there was, she realized, apparently the story goes, walking on the beach one day, it occurred to her, like, lightning striking her, if you will, and I'm using that image to provoke you on purpose. Uh, (laughs) Provocative imagery. Um, Being struck down, if you will. She had this image of herself being more upright and better alignment, so to speak, in posture and skeletal organization. And she realized that the raised heel of a normal shoe was reinforcing uh, arguably degenerative, degenerative or dysfunctional skeletal organization or posture. Not to say that raised heels are bad, which is yeah. a footnote I always make about any of these things. It's just there's a cause and effect. And so she brought awareness to the to a lot of us, I think, um, because of that. And I think in general, people have realized more and more shoes matter. And, and if you're going to have a raised heel, make sure you know what's going on. I use late weightlifting shoes all the time. There's a raised heel. Somehow it actually makes certain movements easier. 
But in general, if you're not paying attention to your footwear, that's the one approach. So just the effect of footwear on your posture and your skeletal system. But the key would be for you why I think it's important to connect it to blessed, although posture matters <laughs> and yeah. skeletal organization matters for sure. And I would say that it is inherently a, a um, relevant to being blessed, but we can maybe tie that in more uh, fluidly. But the key I would say is your feet on the ground is a fundamental, I'm going to be really provocative, religious act in the strictest sense of the word because you're connecting. There's nothing mm. in between you and the quote-unquote natural world or nature. So because it's about actually deepening a connection, um, we can tie that in with blessed. And I would say that is the more relevant component because it hits both components. You don't have to worry about where your heel is given you're not wearing shoes, but you're actually also connecting deeper to the ground just mm. by having your feet on the ground. And if people really got into the science of that, they would acknowledge there may or may not be some kind of literally electricity um, going from the earth into your body, from your body into the earth. You can study that if you want to. I don't think that it's necessary. I think the reality of connecting by having your actual feet on the ground is pretty straightforward. And yeah, it's about connection. So, so quick question. Yeah. Does... does <laughs> Does the material I'm supposed to have questions for you though? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's what makes a great conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Um does the does the material matter? For, for I guess I'm asking so on the beach you're more you're it's it's more uh likely you'll see people walking barefoot versus on just a random dirt road or or yeah. grass versus stepping on rocks, right. cement, moss. you know, etc., right? Some people will have gone to great depths to try to determine, say, does concrete have the same electromagnetic um, potential in terms of this grounding or earthing and connecting uh, reality? I think there is a distinction in the higher altitudes, like in a more mountainous region, there's apparently an even arguably more potent exchange and, and capacity. I just personally think more most people need to just put their feet on the ground wherever the hell they can and if it's just their yards amen to that and then do it while you're gardening and then do it while you're walking more often in general and if your feet get cold then just make sure you're putting something that perhaps is more intentional on them to warm them up um but toughening them up is actually a very important component as well because that arguably is relevant for the the whole capacity of being connected. And I'm really trying to bring this into blessed, man. I want to... <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, it's really cool that you say that with uh, strengthening your feet, strengthening your, you know, like your arch. Um, and obviously you're the expert on this, not me, but it's funny because it was literally, I also was like following this chiropractor guy um, on Instagram, on social media. And he just outside of the, the practice of, uh, being a chiropractor, he talks about just wellness in general. And one of the things is, which I saw on some of your posts is those, um, and you obviously know the name of it, the shoes, there's there's specific workout shoe that you put on that your, your each toe slides into. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, <clears throat> but anyway, so all this stuff, it's interesting that I'm having this conversation because it's like provoking all the, everything that's, you know, it's like the law of attractions of full effect. It's very, um, we're manifesting, you know, everything right now. It's cool. We are. And I, I guess think that paying attention to your feet is underrated and extremely valuable for many, many reasons. And only because I want to hear more about you, I'm pointing to it as arguably a religious act with the specific wording of connecting. <clears throat> um, but a deepening of a connection to the environment around you, within yourself, your feet to your head, most importantly, and understanding how you organize your feet is going to literally affect how you are organizing your entire self, and that's inherently about connection. So toe shoes, toe socks, toe dividers, uh, I have all kinds of funky things. They're all great, yeah. bare but just a pre and 
And I'll, I'll emphasize for the sake of um, anybody who knows or isn't familiar at all with this, that it won't be comfortable perhaps right away. I did start, I think in 2009 was when I started wearing those silly toe shoes. I actually don't wear the shoes. I wear the socks these days. It's almost only just the socks. That's what you see in those videos. Okay. Um, the shoes are great though. I started wearing those in 2009. And I think that was when the guy... I forget his name, but the barefoot running movement really started to kick into high gear as like an actual fad and fashionable uh, idea. And for good reason, um, definitely also probably hurt some people, but the Born to Run, that was the book. Born to Run was a big book, a book that came out in that time frame, And that influenced a lot of people, including myself, but also just gravity. You know, there's an inherent, that's why I'm pushing this religious part you could say spiritual reality to the awareness that your feet on the ground is not just a, a a hippie fad kind of thing to do that is relevant to a kind of overall awareness and lifestyle that I believe is inherently, as I've already been pushing thus far, spiritual or religious. And I think you can be very technical about how that's true. Um, and clearly your fascinate your desire to go camping again, I think, is fed by something very similar. And by the way, if you do that and your you guys are open to inviting a group of people, I think it'd be a lot of it'd be a fun group activity. I've got a kick ass tent. I'm all I'm all about camping. Yeah. Yeah, hey, we do some bike camping trips. We're actually getting more into that, a couple of us. Okay. So and so it's a pedal bike, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like we it's it's a... <laughs> literally biking with everything and then camping and biking back yeah wow that's it <laughs> yeah we did yeah. yeah it is a lot <laughs> well you know you speak about posture um on those bikes obviously you know and carrying all that equipment right and having all the right tools uh so to speak while you're on these fitness spiritual freedom journeys i mean it's a combination <laughs> of everything right and then you know just awareness just being aware um uh, of where you are and part of that it's interesting i was having a conversation with um a, a peer mentor let's just say and um he was we were talking about camping because obviously this has been my you know one of my goals for this year and um he was explaining, he said, be aware of where you are, understand where you are, um, understand how to use tools like compass and, and things like that. He said he got lost in, um, he was uh, somewhere in New York um, and, you know, camping grounds, but got lost for about five hours. He had no idea where he, it was him and his wife, uh, where he was. And what happened was, it's interesting. And you could, and, and we have all encountered this, we have a plan and you you know what to stick by, but a little something goes wrong. Maybe there's this huge timber in the way of like your journey. And so it forces you to kind of go a little bit of another direction. And all of a sudden you're very uncomfortable as to where you are because it's not part of the plan and you begin to panic. And because he panicked, he was not paying attention to what he knew, right? He wasn't going back to uh, the basics and he frantically was trying to, you know, find his way out on his own without using the tools. And so he got lost for five hours and it kind of freaked me out, not gonna lie. <laughs> but it's a very interesting tool that we can utilize just as a thought process for life in general, right? Sometimes we have these game plans. Um, and we talked about it last week on our podcast, the Rotated Views podcast, where it's okay to go off course because that's what life is going to do. It's trying to teach us something. It's trying to show us something. And a lot of times people get discouraged by getting knocked off, uh, off the road or on their knees or whatever it is and kind of lose that passion and the motivation to where in the heck they were going in the first place. Right. And so we were talking about last week to re make sure you realign yourself uh, back and remember your why as to why you started the journey. So when you're on these bike paths, um, carrying, I'm assuming hundreds of pounds, which that in itself is, is pretty intense. Right. And then depending on the distance and the terrain, uh, right. So if you're going uphill a majority of the way, that's not easy. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so all these things are fantastic. It's, it's 
great to still trust yourself and, and go, you know, follow uh, the intuitive mind or an intuitive feeling as to, you know, where we are and how we navigate through that. But that, that, that all does play into blessed, um, the lifestyle brand um, and everything we have going on. So I have no idea how I got there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just kept <clears throat> bringing it up. Uh, and of course it's literally what I'm looking at the whole time talking with you. I, I like what you brought up there, and I will actually go further to say that I think what we call real wellness and what I think uh, is an objective measure of a a healthy person is having created the infrastructure and the foundation to literally moment to moment, day to day, breath to breath, embrace something new, mm. new newness. Me being what you were just describing there, you could say it as the unpredictable, the uh, that which you didn't expect or plan for. But newness is an essential ingredient to reality, and mm. I believe that a healthy person isn't just healthy in certain, um, maybe more conventional health and wellness metrics, but actually the one I personally actually care the most about, and I do mean that, is the capacity to embrace newness. I actually mean that very, I really, really push for that as a fundamental detail. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, there's, there's something about, right? And so it kind of still also goes back to what our nature is, right? And so you hear all the time, you know, we're creatures of habit. And so where's this like repetitive, you know, thing come from? Um, and I, I, I believe it, come, it dr drills down to us seeking comfort and we're just trying to find comfort. Not, um, and maybe that's where the habitual things come from because we want to go with what's familiar, right? Because familiarity brings comfort and we, we know. And, and so to go to your point with the unpredictable or the unknown, that newness, that is what modifies us. And well, we can objectively say, like you were just saying about nature, unpredictability and mystery and unknowability are eternal. You can't debate that. <laughs> yep. And more importantly, I would say wanting to end that, wanting there to not be a mystery is a is pathological. I would actually even be willing to say that it's it's uh I don't mean to be too dramatic, but it it's psychotic on a very technical level. Like it it's counter to reality. Yeah. So many levels counter to life, life and newness go hand in hand. And that is, you just said that nature and newness are inseparable. Yes. This doesn't yeah. mean of course that we shouldn't do things that allow for more predictability, but not absolute. <laughs> and we will never have absolute predictability. I agree. Uh, yeah, and to, to that point, you definitely got to be careful with, um, there are some things that we do want to repeat, right? Uh, like a healthy lifestyle, um, something that is, again, was brought up uh, in, a, in a previous uh, discussion called Atomic Habits. Um, yeah, yeah, that, right. That's a very popular book for good reason, right? Right. So with Atomic Habits, um, there's some things that we should be doing. Um, but I think it's, that's not necessarily what we're saying. I think it's more of the, the mindset and the expectation that this perfect little, I don't even know, um, movie that should be playing in front of us on a daily basis. Just even, just even thinking about, uh, you know, folks who have jobs, like a nine to five job don't, are not the business owner are not the, um, they're just the, the employees. And just the clocking in and clocking out aspect and putting in a particular amount of hours on a specific day at a specific time and doing a very predictable uh, work. Uh, and so and so there's something to be said about, you know, all of that. I, I, I do think, though, it's something that we 
individually need to discover on our own. And I think a lot of that is having either these discussions or reading up on sp- uh, particular materials and obviously experiencing it for yourself. Well, <clears throat> individually and collectively, I think that's why that book among, among many other books is so popular. And it's not to say, like you pointed out, that they're, and I was trying to say it just as much because it's not an either or. There is, of course, a need and a value for predictability and for routine. And I would even call it the mundane. And, you know, one of those things you can do on a daily basis is put your damn feet on the ground and probably a good found, probably a good routine and predictable habit and <laughs> consistent pattern to explore. You're yeah, you said it well, the mindset and I would I would say the awareness that no matter what, it there will be something new. <clears throat> I think that both individually and collectively is extremely important. And inherently, again, religious. <laughs> and and isn't it exciting? I mean, <laughs> yes, it's better than You know what not. I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, it's like, wait, so we wanted to like, you know, like have all the Groundhogs thing, Groundhogs Day thing keep happening? No, I don't I don't think anyone truly wants that. Love that, that movie. It goes back to a comfort thing with people where they just, that little, you know, I, I want to know what's going on and. You know, we hear it all the time. I say it all the time. My wife surprised me with, you know, dinner or the, the cool meals that she's preparing. But at the same time, look, I don't like being surprised, you know, and I just say that, you know, just teasing. But, um, yeah, th- I mean, there's a, that, there's that exciting factor. Just because it's new doesn't mean it's, you know, bad or just because it's different doesn't mean it's going to be scary. It could be fun. Like, it can be that that direction, like, to go back to the biking. And you and- can be engaged in bringing it about. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, discovering you, you ever drive home from somewhere. Um, and and I, re- I read this. I This was a long time ago, so I'm forgetting the title of the book, but it's something about rewiring, um, you know, our brain to think differently. And so purposely you drive home from work. Obviously, well, that, that's say- a core detail for atomic habits. I mean, yes. the word neuroplast, I'm pretty sure. That is a fundamental yeah. part of that book. Yeah. But sorry, go on. Yeah. You're driving home. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And so you purposely, so obviously you have time. Let's just say, even if it's five minutes, 10 minutes drive from, you know, from job to home, whatever. Some people have longer, an hour, but to make a habit of going through your goals um, and refreshing the mind um, with your goals. But they say to drive home a different route, almost purposely get lost uh, because it's doing something with your brain where your brain's trying to figure out some new, uh, you know, it's, a, it's literally a new way home. And while you're doing that, and re- you know, going over uh, your goals, even if they're the same, it's going to uh, create a stronger path towards them. I don't know if I explained that right or well, um, but something along there makes sense to me anyway. <laughs> It's totally, in fact, I love the specific metaphor of the road and the mind and the nervous system and the rewiring and the the poetry, which I don't even think of really as metaphysical, it's, it's actually physics, um, change the way you drive, it inevitably is going to change the way you think, inevitably causes something new, it's as simple as that, just turn differently. Yeah. <laughs> I I I like this is such a dorky way to phrase it. I know I'm such a do- such a nerd, but <laughs> like I like humor. I like yeah. funny things. <laughs> um like when Derek Zoolander realizes he can turn left, it's like that kind of a like Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> Some brand new horizon emerges. Yeah, I I'm always very curious about the I think we don't even need to go down there because it's such a nice, fun, positive exploration of the possibilities. But I also do always feel curious about the, how did this happen questioning? Like, yeah, why aren't we normally embracing the new? What is the conditioning component for that? And um, maybe it's comfort. There's a lot of, I think, factors. But <clears throat> I think you're right that we can, part of what is exciting about it and and worth focusing on is no matter what the reasons are 
for it as a an important distinction to become aware of it is more fun the potential for newness can be is worth embracing um mm. doesn't it doesn't have to be uncomfortable or scary to use that discomfort and fear juxtaposition you can yeah. find more and i'm i'm willing to say you will find eventually more joy by going down that path of embracing newness least of all but probably <laughs> most importantly because it's real that's what life requires of you requires of all of us yeah man it's um I'm we're my brothers and I uh, are constantly talking about. I was like, "Are right, you ready to go for an adventure?" And you know, purposely, same thing. Uh, when we were kids, take a new trail. So where we grew up, there was you know a little bike path, but like dirt dirt trails where they had these guys created ramps. So we're kind of doing like this off roading thing with our BMXs, and um, and so it was an we would literally call it an adventure, and we were so high on life, like we we were forced to leave because it got so dark and we just had to go home for dinner but other than that it was like it was a bunch of kids in we're in nature having fun on our little pedal bikes um but it was like an adventure and there's we didn't know what to expect or what new ramps or what new trails we can find um and you got a buzz well we had a buzz like i remember coming home and putting you know putting our bikes away and just like literally physically feeling I had a buzz. It's just, it's just that adventure is just, oh my gosh, I want that. I want that feeling constantly. There's a reason those memories are so crystallized and so pivotal and, and epochal. And I remember so much from being a kid and a friend of mine's, we talk about play. There's a lot of actually good literature on play and play. He likes to say is the tool we use to make to, to find adventure, to make every moment an adventure. And mm. um, <clears throat> you're such a fun, smiley, happy guy. I hate, I hate adding in my own 85 year old curmudgeon components, but I'll do it because it's fun to see how you'll trans transfer it and transmogrify it, if you will, to use a Calvin yeah. Hobbes term. Um, <clears throat> that is to say, you know, I think one of our, I actually think the main tragedy uh, of humanity is convincing itself that it's the end that it's that it's the ending mm. and that there even could be an ending yeah it's i believe i believe that might be the most significant and elusive tragic issue and viral issue striving for an ending and being convinced that we're some kind of ending yeah because you think uh, about how we don't continue to play, there's a reason for that. We think of the time for play has ended. Yeah. The simple, that's the simplest analogy to it right now, right there. But it's very important to play. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, in every, and in every case, right? So to, to your, your exact point about there's something, you know, when you become an adult, that even that even the term right even the term adult um but when when you become a specific age you term something else and there's this definiteness of oh we have exactly. to um you know become and change uh you know into something different and 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 morph and that and and that also means play right and so the seriousness comes up you know and i have to make these life-changing decisions of what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And now I have to pick a college or now I have to start a career or a job or, you know, business. And that's going to be definitive of who I am. So, so we're told, right. And so it's trippy when you think about that. And so we're overcoming that complexity and also overcoming um, the belief systems of those who are raising us those who are around us and we're even if we don't even believe them we still have to jump over them because they're part, so strong in our life and when right. you're doing it complicates everything even more right and there's no confusion then as to why <clears throat> adults are the ones that have to 
go on retreats and re like remember what the hell their life purpose is and like how do i what am i doing and no wonder that they get into whatever psychedelic that they think is going to help them rewire and it probably will and no wonder these things are so important and popular and there's no shortage of trying to escape the doldrum of the quote-unquote <clears throat> adulthood yeah no wonder there's so much of that yeah yeah i mean listen but it, there there is no what me me coming to the conclusion a conclusion that there is no true end um was the opposite effect some people think it's you know because we think of it so I shouldn't say we, I thought of it as so definite that is like, dang, man, when I die, it's over and that's it. And then it's almost like you kind of laugh at that. Um, who can actually say that, right? If you just explore just the mind or the heart and search just a little bit, you almost have, you almost feel that nudge like that can't be true. It just, it just can't be right. Um, but having that definitive thing, and like I said, typically our lives reinforce that. You start and end work this at this time. You start and end school at this time. And there's a very uh, linear way of looking at things on a daily basis. And you're just kind of reminded of, like, oh, okay, yeah. And if I put in this much time, I'll earn this amount of money. Um, and then I can do X, Y, and Z. And there's a lot of planning that goes into that. And, um, and we're very strict about how we do specific things. We robbed ourselves of that freedom, I think, just as as a human, as humans, and we did it to ourselves. And you know, that's why I mean, that's why I think it's so important for self discovery. I think it's so important to know thyself and educate yourself, yourself, um, and go about things on your own hero's journey. Um, I think that is what we need to do um, for your own soul. I I, I believe that deeply. Seems like community is pretty or implicitly relevant to you as well, least of all because of your family and your brothers. Would you say that, you know, knowing we have about 10 minutes left and you're, you, we both have laid out a lot of big picture points and you've gotten into the specifics about how there is a lot of unintended consequences that come from n the normalcy of our culture. And I appreciate that. Specifically, though, do you see for yourself particular pivotal moments where you've realized because of your own hero's journey or and or communal support uh is there a way that that has been relevant for you that you can share how you've because i suspect you didn't have this awareness when you were 20 years ago in the thick of it all <laughs> no so so um and it wasn't even that it wasn't even that far um 2006 I was introduced to uh, personal development specifically. Someone literally said, this is personal development industry. And I was like, it is what? Um, <laughs> I was a senior at Temple University here in Philadelphia. And I'm, you know, thinking about my career. I'm very, you know, very stressed about, I got to, you know, I got to finish strong. So I don't want to be here another year. I was on my fourth year. Um, and I'm like, right after that, I'm going to get the certification. I'm going to get this job. I want to work. X, y. So I was very methodical or just had a plan, a linear plan. And so they're like, have you ever heard about uh, personal development? This is personal development. I'm like laughing. because like, wait, what was I doing this whole time? It was like, no, there's aspects of it in there. But this, uh, this industry will actually, you're, you're very stressed out right now. Um, you're overthinking everything. There's some literature that can help you overcome these things. Um, and so I dove into the literature head first while attending, you know, uh, university. And um, yeah, in 2006, I had a, a major paradigm shift. And it was there that I, it allowed me to honestly finish my school year, which sounds so funny, but without the added ridiculous stress, either myself or my family put on me. Um, and the interesting part about that was the entire family supported me. They took part in it. Um, and which is why Gabe, Miguel, my brother, Miguel, my brother, Hector. So Gabe, Goose and Heck is how we always talk about it in the, uh, 
podcast is are still the ones doing the podcast. That's literally how it all started. We all were introduced relatively around the same time, 06, 07, 08, uh, personal development industry. And so it built, we built a community um, around it. And our family members cheered us on and said, well, you know, whatever, you know, whatever we can do to help. Um, and we had very basic conversations like don't knock don't knock me for doing something different and i said absolutely we'll support you know whatever you're doing um thinking differently because you gotta think i'm now getting a degree i was the first person in my family to get a college degree that's why it was so important to me personally at that time um and so all of a sudden they're like well the kid just said he's getting a college degree now he's like now he sounds like uh, you know like a hippie all of a sudden like out of nowhere this guy's talking about metaphysics and things and so I'm like, I'm like, yes, I understand. And then at that point, um, my family did not, was not going to church. Um, when our, my whole childhood was, we went to church three, four times a week on a, on a regular. So that was a very normal thing for us. Um, and so to, for them to see that, and we started to recall the good aspects and that that wasn't necessarily all bad. We just had to approach it differently. And once we started approaching it differently, I think we were more open to these other concepts um, that, you know, drove us there. And so the community became very strong up to the point where, like I said, um, we formalized these tribal conversations and call it a podcast because that's what people were doing. But we were already having these literally around campfires um, my brothers and I smoking cigars and around campfires and having very deep conversations about, you know, being a man, being a son, father, husband, being a brother, what it's like to impact, to positively impact our community, how we can grow, uh, you know, as a group, but at how the community can grow. And so all of a sudden we're saying we got to capture these discussions. Right. And so that's how the podcast, Rotated Views podcast came along. Um, and then I formalized a methodology, which was faith, hard work, and gratitude um, to just, it's just a starting point, right? It's not an end-all solution. It's not an end-all formula, uh, but it's a starting point for me that worked for me. And that's where the blessed lifestyle brand came from. The, the number three in blessed, so bl3ssed.com is for faith, hard work, and gratitude. And so now we have the blessed lifestyle brand. Obviously it's behind me. It's on. Um, and it's kind of, it's just to start the conversation. It's not, it's a beautiful way to shake someone's hand and, and give off the, a very good, positive, influential vibe. Um, and anyway, and start the conversation. And then we go from there. It's, like I said, it's not an end all, but it's a great conversation piece. It is. And it's a cool logo. <clears throat> the three alone makes it pretty yeah. wild. I so. There's, of course, there's a bunch of other things we can go off on with the number three, but yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'll bring up three, and especially I know I'm watching the clock for us, but you can bring that in. I was going to ask about the number 16 because it's been 16 years, of course, since 2006 now. And I get the impression most of your world is more clearly... Uh, receptive most of the people in your life and most of your life now is is very much this the people in your life are on the same page essentially now in general I yeah yeah so so to give to just list really quick really quick brief you you, you mentioned that earlier you're like you're smiling uh yeah. you know whatever <laughs> I think you you seem like a really positive, blessed guy. I've only been around you twice now, but yeah. every time I've talked to you in general, you're always you seem like yeah. that, like the guy I'm looking at right now. Yeah. Well, that's 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 it's so awesome. It's something that again, 16 years in the making, right? Because prior to that, I was a very sarcastic, negative person. Um, I was very opinionated. I thought I knew everything. Um, I thought I was too cool. Um, it's just a reality, just a knucklehead. But, you know, I was very arrogant on top of all of it. And it's like, I almost can get emotional thinking about it. It's like, what a knucklehead. Like, that's why the thing is like, oh my gosh, you're just immature. Um, and I don't know what 100% I can gather a few things as to why I, I was like that. or um, And that's very obvious. Some of the things where there's insecurity and, you know, all those things like that. 
but you know, it was almost like a, it was a realization. It was cool that I had this paradigm shift. And then I got extremely sad because I know that there was, um, there was a lot of people that I hurt, um, leading before that, because just out of, you know, my own actions. And sometimes just out of ignorance, didn't even know that's what I was doing. Didn't know I was negatively impacting people. I had somebody say that they were scared to even have a conversation with me because they thought they were going to get ridiculed for something. Right. And again, I was a high school kid, very immature. Um, but that's why these, these, I take what you said as an absolute compliment because from where I came from, um, and my mindset was actually pessimistic, um, and negative. And then to be just a positive, you know, and obviously it's, it's, it's the work you got to do it every day. Um, but you know, that's, it's very cool, man. Well, you're obviously doing the work then. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And I think that's a very relatable story for your huh. listeners at Rotated Views, and I'm sure here as well, in that there's a, you know, it's not a unique story in many respects, as you can imagine, as you know, it, you know, shifting from whatever particular, um, yeah, whatever turns the page for you, it, it, good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Absolutely. Rotated Views is least of all a cool name. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that's been, I forget, you already said it. How many years now? We are coming up. This April will be six years. Right, 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 right. Why don't you say a bit about how the name even, what does the name mean to you? Because it is a provocative name. Yeah, man. So um, during this journey, as I mentioned, uh, when you are a very opinionated person, you're very one-sided, uh, you just want to hear yourself talk, you just think your ideas are fantastic. Um, what part of my paradigm shift is because I stopped talking and I started listening and started reading really good books. And I zipped my mouth and I listened to wisdom when it was being talked, right? And so I then became fascinated in what other people had to say in a very protective layer, right? And so you have to put the armor on uh, when you're listening to other people's opinions or their insight just because it not, might not be food for thought for your, you know, your internal, um, I, I guess, manifestation or what you're going through at that time. And so in a very careful way, they call it the shopping cart method, right? So the grocery store has a bunch of food that we can all have. And yes, you know, it's all fine and dandy, but my house doesn't necessarily need the food items that your house, you know, are, are low on, right? And so when me and you go grocery shopping, we're buying different things at various times, right? And so that's kind of the same way, you know, I, I approached um, having conversations with people and reading literature um, in self-help, personal development. And so the conversations is where I, I feel like I've learned the most and gotten, you know, direct feedback. So very important insight for myself. And so we want to give, give everyone a chance to kind of go around the horn, so to speak. And so we were literally around a fire pit and it was Gabe's turn. Like, what do you oh, think Oh, that's about? right. I remember you telling me that part. Yeah. yeah. So we went in rotation um, and then we just kind of kept it that way. And initially, honestly, it was just us for like the first two years, year and a half, two years. It was just the four of us. Five of us, actually, it was my cousin Manny was involved too. And um, we would just kind of bring up a topic and we kind of go around the horn. So we had the rotated. So then we expanded it like we're, we're still cutting off basically the rest of the world or the opinions uh, or insight and wisdom. And so that's when we opened it up to having guests on. And it's been an absolute blessing ever since. It blew up from there um, content wise. It was absolutely fascinating. It was a win-win for everyone where they were getting exposure. We were getting fresh content. The conversations and the relationships we're building were phenomenal. And still to this day, you know, we're still buying equipment. Uh, six years later, we're upgrading specific things. We just got a GoPro. So we're shooting like real video now. Um, before we're just like using our phones, just trying to, you know, manage the whole situation. And so... Rotated views is everyone's welcome. Your opinion's welcome. We just 
it, we want to do it in a very constructive way. Give, give everyone a voice and, and everyone's story really to be heard. That's truly what I am after is to hit for, for folks to share their story. Amen to that. And I appreciate yeah. that you uh, welcomed me to do that. And Awesome. Only because I care about you getting to pick up your second grader, I think we have to stop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have like five more minutes. Okay. School, I just don't I want you to rock school. Yeah. You go what? I could throw rocks to the school. It's literally on the and like another section over here, but um, oh, we have, okay. we do drive up pick up, and if you're not there, you get a phone call, you get a text message, you get all kinds of stuff. Are you going to walk over barefoot? <laughs> I should. I really should. You weren't <laughs> sure what to do with that question at first. No, oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it's relatively cold. Plus, <laughs> you probably will get weird looks, but that's part of it. Uh, it's definitely part of it. You'll educate some people uh, one way or another. You'll provoke thought. Do you find today that compared to 2006, and of course, maybe there's a bias like because of being just different yourself, but do you find people yeah. are more receptive perhaps than it seems like they were then or more open to generally um, some kind of growth, the the need for growth? It, yeah. You do. I do. I think people are also realizing some of the old ways aren't working or not are, are no longer applicable. I mean, you think about from I, mean, I know we we wanted to touch the topic and maybe I'll come on, you know, another time or me and you can just have a one on one just for the heck of it to just specifically talk about parenting. Right. Parenting, how we address and raise our kids are totally different than 20, even 20 years ago, right? And so we're talking about 16 years ago, but think about how, you know, we were raised and, and the different, you know, modalities that were acceptable even, right. whether we do them now or not. <laughs> There's just things that are just like, wow. Yeah, um, you and I, I mean, could probably do a part two just on parenting because I think <laughs> it, you would probably agree it's the most important job. Best. It's the most it's important the, job, especially, you know, if you want anything to change teach your children teach your children and be with them differently and everybody oh. has parents and i know even if you're orphaned you have to do with some sort of parental impact even if you're the reality of of course parenting and being a child to someone or some people is uh universal yes. yeah we could just talk about parenting for a part two for sure yeah yeah, but to, to you know, to your point, I think people are they're wanting the change. You know, we're in a weird spot even with technology, uh, where either they're young kids or whatever, they're showing us things and then we're showing the generation ahead things, um, uh, uh, above us certain things that they didn't even know. And so it's almost you get this humbled um response and in, in, in a way then you do get the you know the cheeky you know remarks like oh, you know you know i'm still you know uh i can still hold my ground i can still teach you a thing or two right and it's like yeah you absolutely can um but you know like in the world especially the people who re who resist and resist change or you know and then you know tech all this technology comes out and they're getting smoked uh just by the way of life Seriously, like you got the guy who only carried cash around him, hey, or you, you are you making fun of boomers right now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I I've been called called like an old soul because I still have this. I love tradition, and there's something about tradition, and maybe it is going back. I don't know why I keep using this word comfort today, but maybe it is that, or just this familiarity. Um, because you got with, this nice hoodie on, and it's really cozy. Yeah, you know, and it's like it's like very comfortable. Um, but yeah, there's something about tradition that I, I absolutely love and, and I like to maintain. I also like to create, I want to create new ones as we're talking about going, you know, camping. I want to create new traditions um, and memories for my family, for my sons uh, in, in particular. Um, and so, yeah. Well, well, to the, to sort of tie in some of the earlier details again, and newness does not negate the traditional newness 
is built upon it. something. Newness comes, there's an emergence from something. Well, that is to say, you know, the popular phrase, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And there are many a uh, reason to be concerned about too much newness, but mm -hmm. newness is inevitable. So it's a matter of both. And to the boomer joke in the older generations, et cetera, et cetera, there's of course more for them to learn. No one is ever finished, period. And there's a lot for them. There's a lot of value from what they established and they individually and collectively established. It's both. It's not one or the other. It's both. And we're learning from our children. Absolutely. Just as much, or I don't know if it's just as much at their age as we're learn as they're learning from us, but eventually there is the exchange. You're going to keep learning. I'm going to keep learning. I believe the simplicity is just that. And we yeah. do, like you said, have to, something has to click to want to recognize that capacity for both and the awareness for both. It's unavoidable though, whether you get it or not, it's, it's unavoidable. It's better to get it though. Yeah. <laughs> and more fun. <laughs> Absolutely. More fun. Yeah. Well, when, 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 yeah, I just think resistance, um, resistance to all of that just creates it's just making it harder for yourself uh just as a person for your 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 growth path your spiritual path whatever you just all all this resistance is just you're just adding to the complexity for no real true reason but being open to that newness absolutely helps overcome uh that resistance possibly uh, i think the resistance mostly reflects an unstable infrastructure, an unstable foundation. Mm. And that's okay. You know, becoming more stable is good. And becoming more stable allows for us to more easily embrace the newness without kicking out all of the foundation. <clears throat> but we're all going through this yeah. right now because it's, as you said, it's more clear that things need to change. Yeah. It's amazing. Well said. I love it. Well, I, I love it. again, time. I, I clearly, I'm only re ending because you, you have to do your parenting responsibilities. So right. we're going to have to have a part two, man. We will. Well, this is sort of part three already or part two already. <laughs> excuse me. We'll yeah, have a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we'll, we shall. Let's do part yeah. two. Whether I'm we down. call it part two or part three, whatever. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Go get your kid. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it, dude. This is fantastic. Um, this was, I got a buzz just having this conversation. Uh, I don't want it to stop. I don't want it to end. And it just feels like it's like, uh, uh, it's coming to an abrupt stop. But I do appreciate it. Uh, your openness and your willingness to have me even on, bro. This is amazing. Thank you so much. Of course, I knew. Man, we'd already talked to it. be wonderful. And, um, yeah, actually, it's in, it's kind of obvious to me that a shorter podcast with you is easy because there's so much experience and it's efficient. We're very efficient. There's not a yeah. lot of, there wasn't a much pausing here. It was, it's easy right. to dance. It's easy for us to dance. So absolutely, we'll keep Love on it. dancing. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Thank you. All right, man. Likewise. Take care. See you all. Bye. Hey, here we are. We're back. Thank you. Thanks, Jimmy. That was great. I hope to see him again soon. He, they're down in Bristol. Um, go look into the show, Blessed, the show Rotated Views, Blessed, the hairdress, or sorry, the barbershop down in Bristol. It's such a great little, little uh, group and family-oriented, to say the least. And as you heard, they had an outdoor, a big outdoor adventure recently and i'm hoping i can get in on the next one jimmy jimmy lee and if not we need to figure something else out because the more of us doing an outdoor adventure the better maybe you would like to join how about that whatever the case thank you for listening go check out rotated views at the very least great podcast adi and i colin were on it at one point there's a uh, there's many episodes though 
They've been doing it for a long time. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, the uh, backbone of all of this, to say the least, along with Joe and Alex. Um, yeah, thank you, Native Cafe. Thank you, Ortiz Art. Thank you to the Service Events, the Service Bros, Rodale Institute, which I've said you're going to be hearing a lot more about soon. Uh, next episode for sure, especially because we're going to be announcing events quite a bit in the next episode. And Duck Frickin' Donuts. <laughs> oh, of course, as well, Philadelphia Table Company. Thank you, Paul. And we almost have done a podcast like I've been saying with all, with everybody. We probably won't do one with anybody from Native. Uh, don't get me wrong. We would love to. We just got a corral Jay. New dad. That would be tricky, I gather. Um, I think he's a little tired. <laughs> and Tony, we'll see. Tony doesn't think of himself as much of a talking into the mic kind of guy, but I know it'd be worth it. So we'll see. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of this. Thank you in advance for your uh, engagement via Patreon. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. So so grateful. More later. Bye-bye.